Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Sadie Olivia, and this is my podcast, Student of the Universe. Again, I have my favorite co-host, Lisa, on here. Hi. <laughs> we had a kind of long day today. We're gathering our thoughts. We went, well, I say long day. We just went on a hike. That's all we really did, but... It, was, it took a lot. It did it take a lot. A lot. At this point in my life, going on a hike is like... That's my plans for the whole day. Yeah. It takes a lot out of me. And I think about it a lot before. Like, in 2019, I was going on hikes every single day, like, the whole day. Going on the longest hikes. I just was in charge of my body. You just, like, had so much energy back then. I don't know how, though. I mean, it's kind of obvious where that energy went. We weren't required to use the energy that we had been storing up also i hope you guys like the ambiance of city noises because we're like two old retired people sitting and staring at the sunroom we were trying to think of what we would talk about like maybe just one topic the whole episode or a few different topics but then i was like last second no this is for us to think off the top of our heads like what's the first thing that comes to mind as a topic of conversation right now um Friendship. I know we were talking. We were talking a little bit about this on our hike, but like, I feel like you're afraid to hold too- the mic close. But I you am. I don't know. Hold it away. Like you're like scared of it. Is this close enough? Perfect. Okay. I don't know. I get. I. I don't want to be so loud in like no, people's like, ears. That's like the normal range. Like it's like you're whispering when you hold it to where you hold it. You know, like that. Um, research set shows that like your nose, like you always see it, even though. We like your eyes block it out. That's how the microphone being so close to my face feels. It's like, but I can't block it out. Like I can't block it out to like pretend I'm not looking at it because then I get so so nervous when it's sitting in my hand. I don't know. I like it. It makes me feel like I'm the main character. Like I'm, I'm like people are listening to what I'm saying because this mic is in front of me right now. It's so interesting because I've practiced having a microphone in front of my face so many times with like a hair brush or like bottle of some sort like you know to like sing in the mirror but like never had an actual microphone so it's very interesting i feel like we're gonna listen to these podcasts <laughs> later on in life and be like you couldn't even hold a microphone <laughs> hopefully by then we have like this little like bluetooth should we have like our own little bluetooth microphone so we can like do it on the go i mean even if we had two then we could just have like you could set yours up in front of you and i could hold mine because i'm a little more performative than you i mm. think Mm, I like to think I, I don't know I like my performance to look so nonchalant if that know, makes sense are, I'm like, like Taurus place like, wins really... I like it it's like ASMR mm. <laughs> we just get totally sidetracked you were and you just started talking about <laughs> friendship and we were oh my god like, <laughs> My brain can be so easily distracted. Yeah, mine too. If something, like, passes by my sight, I'll forget what I was thinking and what I was saying or what I'm even writing. I think especially when I'm having a conversation with someone, which is why I think our audio always sucks because we're just, like, so distracted. We don't know who's holding it, who's talking about what. You just gotta own it. You gotta own holding it. Okay. So, Lisa was interested in talking about friendship, and I feel like she should just grab the mic like a pro. Okay, so friendship. We had some thoughts about it on our hike today. 
And I'm just curious as to where people find their friends as adults if you don't work with them. Like, there has to be places people go, but, like, where do you go if it's, like, not the club? Like, is there a place I can go, like, a community center of, like, witches that get together and play, like, Scrabble or something, like, a couple times a month? Like, how do I find that, like, very specific niche of people that I'm looking for? Just hands on my girlfriend to me, like, I have the answer. (laughs) And now with Sadie, who has the answer. (laughs) You know, that's so funny. I feel like people ask that question so frequently. I feel like I hear that question so often. The answer is that you have to go where you, where the people that you want to be around would hang out. Mm. But we went on a hike today and we saw like two people maybe. Right. Like I, I mean, it's just so interesting because like you have to think about you can go to the places that people would be. I don't even know. Even if I like saw someone I wanted to be friends with in public, it's not like I'd w- I mean, I just feel like there's this space of, like, giving people the comfortable space and not, like, encroaching on their ability to experience peace in public. I don't, I feel so awkward with that. I mean, I guess it could, it's, like, easier than that. You could just, like, leave a note or something or just give them an easy way to get out of the conversation if they feel uncomfortable. Oh, they left me a note on my car and I hit them up and we just started hanging out and became best friends ever since. Like, how does that happen? If someone left a note in my car, I would never text them. I'd be like, this is a sex trafficking plot and I'm like (laughs) not going to be taken away from my home. So even if like I did that, no one's gonna... So that's the thing. It's like there's so much fear around like connecting with people now which is like so valid and fair and I have it I have so much of it I'm trying to get rid of it Mm -hmm. but how do you make friends in my human design mine's is the four six what yours is six three six two six two yours is six two so in the four six both of us having that like sixth line in our profiles within human design there's supposed to be some kind of like huge I don't know, thing that we contribute to our communities, I think. And it's like right now I don't feel like I'm contributing anything. So that's where I'm not able to find that community. But like for my profile particularly, I think my the four line is like my heart chakra. And it's like very closed off and fearful of number six line, the community line. I don't know. I don't know if that's just like something I've always unconsciously been doing. And like now that I'm you know trying to show up authentically and vulnerably is that how I meet like I don't know I've gotten a lot of like support through social media like saying I want to be my true self but then I don't actually go and be I don't just I'm just not not on the social media so nobody knows that I'm being myself you know I'm just like not putting myself out there and I don't know if that's the fear in itself that I'm not like showing up or if that's just not the place I want to show up like and then, then the question is, like, where are the people that I want to show up? Like, where are they hanging out so I can go there and show up to, you know? It's like, at what point do we... I guess I feel like the whole vibe is, like, if I can't find the space to meet the people that are like me, I give up. I will just settle for friends who don't understand me. Mm-hmm. There's only really one option when you get to that point where you can't find that space is to, like, create it. And I know that sounds crazy because it's like, how? okay, then there's another problem. How are you going to create it? How are you going to find the people to invite to something like that that would enjoy that? Mm-hmm. But honestly, at this point, it's becoming a matter of manifestation. Oh, my God. You know, actually, as soon as, actually, as, soon as you said it and I was like, I have to create the space, I think that's where my manifesting generator power comes into because... 
we know I have the zero degree Virgo sun where I like to plan events. I like to plan things like your art show. Like I like that we're like bouncing these ideas of like what you want to do and you like are planning it so much in advance that I feel like I can help plan it too. So maybe that's just what I need to do. Maybe I just need to be like, if you want to come on this day, bring your journal and your art pens and come and sit at this location with me. I guess I just have to do that, don't I? Yeah. Okay, so now if I do do that, when they show up and they don't have the same interests as me, like, I don't know, say I put this on social media and I'm like, hey, everybody on IG, right? I'm like, everybody come sit by the waterfront. Let's have all our journals out and like do our thing and then just like talk about whatever we want to talk about, right? With the whole vulnerability and authenticity, how do I know off the bat that they are people I want to like be friends with if I'm not automatically like oversharing all my shit? Like, yeah, we can have, like, similar hobbies, but, like, how does that build to, like, a friendship until I, like, one day I just have to, like, own, like, say a bunch of shit about me that's so personal, right? And then they just have to be, like, what? what? (laughs) This may be controversial, or perhaps it's a symptom of having Pisces placements. But for me, I feel like there's just that connection that I feel with them. So what I was going to say is that, like, I think in order to make new friends, you have to make space both spiritually and physically for new friends, right? And so the first thing I felt like I did was repair, like, the old friendships that, not old friendships, but, like, the friendships that I had and wanted to continue to work on, they had to be at their truest potential before I could introduce new people. Like, what am I doing making new friends, new hyperfixation people with neglected friendships, you know? Like, that just doesn't make sense. So I think that's was like the first step I went on and then the second step is like you said like creating the space for other people to come and experience who you are like I'm having the art show and I'm inviting people you know just random people like people I don't know that well people from my past I haven't spoken to in a while just like all my best friends no matter where they live I'm like you are invited so if you're willing to make the trip out you can come here and you can see my art and just to be like It's almost just for me to be like, I'm alive again. There's not going to be any benefit in terms of like a career or, you know, anything like that. Like, it's just, it's just for me to be like, I'm here and people are going to see. Like, I don't care how many people see it. I just want people to see it. And so if that's the case, then why am I sitting around waiting when I could like just have an art show? I think you just have that feeling that you connect with them. I mean, I don't have any friends in my life right now that I didn't feel like a soulmate connection with. And I think to go back to like you know, friendship, what is friendship? I think one thing that always confused me is that I would feel just as intense when I discovered a new friendship as I did when I discovered a new romance. Mm -hmm. And it's almost easier too, because you don't have to navigate like those physical boundaries or those, I mean, you do, but like, it should go a little unsaid. It's like a, you know. A little bit more, not pushing on the Yeah, because you don't don't go as deep with them. It's just like, oh, hey, can we cuddle right now? You know, like it's not something you have to overthink really that much. I mean, I just feel like a soulmate connection with all my friends. So I think the reason why I feel like it's a controversial concept is because you're not going to feel that with just anybody. And like, you don't want to say to someone, you know, I just didn't feel that connection with you. And it's like a friendship. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? It wasn't like it was a date or something. But when I do feel it, I think nothing can stop me. You know, have did, have you felt that with a friend? Like that like deep soulmate, almost like I have a friend crush on this person. Probably you. (laughs) No, wait, dude, have we ever talked about that? Like, guys, you have to listen to this story, okay? Lisa and I went to the same daycare, and I would walk around the perimeter of the playgrounds 
as I can only assume an undiagnosed autistic child. <laughs> and because I would be rambling, I would be like writing a book. That's what I was doing. But I was writing it verbally. They didn't have us like let us have like pens and papers. Like that's what I yeah. would be doing during recess is like yeah. writing a story. So the next best thing I could do is walk the perimeter of the playground and recite it out loud. And I would memorize it and go home and write it too. Wow. But yeah, no, it was pretty crazy. But this I remember this one girl just came up to me and she's like, Why are you talking to yourself? Like <laughs> you're weird. What are you doing? And Lisa was just like, Stop! I was listening and I liked her story. <laughs> and I was like, who is this? And my first podcast listener is Lisa. <laughs> she was like, this is a podcast and it's actually fantastic. I love the live version. <laughs> so crisp. You're like the true, the most diehard Sadie fan. I listened to her back when she was live on the <laughs> playground. Don't tell me about Sadie. <laughs> um, and I stand by it. I will always be your number one fan. I, I ride, I like... I will ride. I will die on that hill that I'm number one. Yeah, so I can definitely see how you would be, like, having that feeling. Because you stood up for me. Like, you did not play games. You were immediately, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and you were friends with her, too. She was, like, yeah. your best friend. I know. See, I want to be... I want to be like little me. She had no problems calling people out, she being confident in her power. Like, I just... Along the conditioning, I just lost myself, and, and so she now I'm like, trusted herself to yeah. say things at the right time. Like, you, I feel mm. you always worry: should I be saying this? Is this the right time to communicate this feeling? But like, you didn't wait for one second. You were immediately like, "I will fight you right now." Yeah. You talk shit about this girl, and that's me having sidereal Aries placements, um, but being but suppressing them with my Earth tropical energy. Yay. Okay, but like. Going back to the whole how to make friends thing, like, how could we possibly recreate something so cute in adulthood? Yeah, I mean, life's just not like that anymore. I feel like if that happened to you now, it would be, like, a stalker man's following you, and then a girl pops out of the bushes and beats the shit out of him. Like, that's the I mean, adult. I would be her best friend. I would. I would. I'd be like, I just became friends with Batwoman. She yeah. is so cool. Yeah. But, like, it's also, like, kind of a darker perspective, you know? Like, you were just saving me from, like, mean comments on a playground. I feel like in adulthood, what could... And also, you don't even really get into situations like that too much, you know? Like, either the bad thing happens to you and no one comes to your aid, or it doesn't happen to you, and how do you meet friends? So, something just clicked in my brain about us being manifesting generators and how... If we did act like the Batwoman on the street, we would find the friends, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So if I fought the man who said something to the person, like, it, like if the roles were reversed in that instead of somebody fighting somebody for me and I fought somebody for somebody else, they could be my friend that way. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, but I have been ready to fight someone I, for so long. I have been prepared. But the universe hasn't handed us that prompt yet. Wait, okay, okay. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves with our Aries placements. We don't have to fight someone. We don't have to fight anybody <laughs> to make friends. friends. Like, we're like, the only way you can make friends is by becoming a crime-solving civilian. I must act crazy and attract the right people. I don't know. We're so lonely. One day we start sewing superhero suits. We're like, we are going to get out there and make a friend group. That's how the movie Kick-Ass, like, that was the origin. It's was. subconsciously embedded in my oh, brain. Oh my I was kind of thinking just a few moments ago, though, like, as we were saying that, not that I have to fight people to make friends, but to, like, be the friend that I want. 
And I don't think I am. I don't think. I think I want an initiator friend who's like, hey, come over to this place and do this with me, like, the way you do for me. You know, like, hey, we're going hiking, or hey, I'm coming over and making a podcast. Like, I don't do that anymore. I don't initiate anything. And I think that's, like, another thing me and Laura were talking about. It's just, like, how hard it is to initiate things. And at some point, I just, like, lost the will to initiate anything, including, like, trying to attract the right friends. Like, I go out in public, and I'm, like, wearing a hat with my sunglasses, hiding in the, like, walking along somewhere far from the public, you know, like, avoiding people at all costs. And, like, how am I supposed to make friends if I'm, like, literally avoiding the public, you know? Yeah, but you also have a few bad experiences with your attempts to make friends. I would never forget... Guys, it has been so much fun growing up alongside Lisa to be able to reference all of these phases. Like, okay, so yeah, she was beating up bullies for me. Far in the future, there is a phase where you just wanted to make friends so badly and you were in all of these lesbian group chats. Yeah. And you were really putting yourself out there. Like me personally, Lisa added me to one of these group chats one time. (laughs) I didn't say a single word and I'm pretty sure someone removed me because they were mad that I didn't say anything. Mm. Which is the story of every group chat I've ever been in. They're like, why is this ghost stalking us? Is she just taking screenshots? Like who is this? So I didn't even survive in that, but you tried to make friends in there and I feel like you did make some friends, but the connections just didn't like stick around. Like you put yourself out there, but I feel like, like you said, you didn't find similar interests and then you still put effort in and I feel like it just didn't work out. But like, I'm now questioning, is it my level of like, my level of friendship is maybe just too much for people and like that's why I have such a select very few group of friends and like I'm absolutely content and grateful for you guys but like you guys also don't all live in the same state anymore like Avita and Amina Amina's in a whole other country right now like we're not even in the same time zone like so it's like really hard to do anything outside of just my best friends like have anything outside of my best friends I just want a couple acquaintances to do random shit with I just that's like too much to ask i guess like i mean also think about the ways that we like to hang out because we really enjoy each other's company and what we do is we hang out just us like in one of our houses or we go out into nature and we're not going to run into people we don't know there (laughs) those are like the if the people we want to hang out with are probably doing the same thing and we're not going to run into them at their house or the same exact time at the same exact hiking spot So I feel like that's a little bit of a disadvantage. The thing is, if like more often than not, the way that we meet really significant people is so random. Like think about, I mean, when I think about my friendships, I'm like, how is this still existing? Yeah. How? Like we met when we were little tiny kids and somehow from flip phones to smartphones, we just like managed to keep in contact. And then there are people who like, I met them through someone else and it was just like, one time we met and it was like oh you're the person that i need to be around and like i don't even have a connection with the person that introduced us it's just like they were so apparent to me as something really strong so in the case that most of our most intimate meetings are random the only thing we can do is manifestation and divination how do you what's my question like um, i'm like (laughs) i i pick i figure out what your question is ask myself and then answer it (laughs) I well I had this thought that was kind of just like 
where does the will and effort come from for certain people like what is it that like is it them that draws us to want to like put in that time and energy or is it like is it just pure will that we just like want to do that with this person because we like them and the things that they like too like what is it that's driving us for these friendships I'll tell you what it is for me. I want to be friends with people who I want to know so deeply. I want to know everything about them, why they are the way they are, what they, like, their little tiny aesthetics that they love, the things that they collect, like, what their house looks like, what they like to read, what music they listen to. Like, I literally want to know the ins and out of that person without any of the expectations of society. Like, I want to know the essence of that person. And I will say, I think the reason why is because one gift I was given in life is that my parents always helped me know who, like they were allowed me the space to be authentic my entire childhood. So I have always identified the essence of who I am and I've always been aware of that person. Just like the core of who I am and all that I'm made up of. And I think because of that, I wanna find it in other people. And so it's really hard for me because if someone isn't aware of their own essence of who they are, their own core, then they can't really show me that, you know? So I think it's not that I don't want to get to know those people, but if they don't have the space to let me in, that can immediately dilute the capacity for a friendship. How do you go about... um, When you say that you're, like, basically attracted to this, like, essence of a person, that's what drives you to, like, want to be their friend. You want to know these things. What? How would you go about, like... A person on social media that maybe you guys have like mutual friends or something and you're basically just like not a fan but you you do admire you are drawn to them how do you go out of your way to like initiate that friendship immediately i would dm them <laughs> immediately what's the what question here what Okay, I would just go in and I'd be like, you seem really cool. I I don't know how, I can't like translate. I can't translate my words into something less intimate than what I feel them to be. Mm -hmm. And so I would just go in and be like, dude, you seem so cool. I just feel like we would be great friends. Do you want to hang out with me sometime? And like, if there is a little bit of caution, I might say something like, I am in a relationship. Like, I'm just looking for friendship. I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable or anything. Like, it's genuinely just our vibes are connecting you know there should be friendship pickup lines like, like i'm so i i this should but i am i guess i'm just so fearful i don't know what it is like maybe rejection or like embarrassment like something about reaching out and being like hey i admire you do you want to be my friend they could say no and then what okay but if you are trying to get to know someone and they don't want to get to know you you haven't lost anything in that transaction but I guess, like, I guess another thing is I feel like if I, f- if we follow each other on social media and I want to be your friend, there's already, like, a perception that they've built. And I know that it's not my job to change it or anything, but, like, what if I don't match up to the person that they have in their head and I'm worse? <laughs> what if you're better? I mean, that's probably more likely, but I just, I don't know. Something about me is so nervous. I don't know. I think social media is the easiest thing of all. Like, if I... See, the thing is, I don't have anyone, like, in my area, like, or in my orbit of people that I am have, like, a friend crush on in the social media sphere. Otherwise, immediately I would DM them. I am not... There's nothing that... I could never see them. See, I, th- 
I think another thing that stops me is that a lot of the people that I want to be friends with on social media probably have known of me for like a really long time like everybody kind of knows everybody has heard of everybody like the people that I do follow or that we follow each other on social media and if I want to be friends I feel like they already have this like preconceived idea of what I'm like and even if I say I want to be friends they probably like I don't know I don't know I know I'm probably just repeating myself but like I'm trying to get to the root of why, why I'm trying to understand that feeling right now. I assume that no one knows me until they're with me. Until they're with you in that moment, all they know is like this cloud of thoughts that exists around you. And that is not necessarily the truth. It's not aligned with the truth. It's basically like the space in between your true essence and reality is the assumptions and the thoughts that people have created about you that travel through person to person and impact the way people perceive you but the only true you that can really be perceived is the one that's there in the moment and I feel like I don't care about the cloud of perception that surrounds me oh my god we talked about this boy don't think things personally well I'm learning also that like I just recently, I was just talking to my therapist on Monday about it, about, like, how only just in the last few years I got comfortable being able to, like, leave the house as is, where, like, all my life growing up, you know, my mom would be like, you can't leave the house like that, you know, like, it would be a reflection of her if I looked any kind of way. And so even growing up, like, even after graduating high school, like, I couldn't leave the house without, like, at least filling in eyebrows and putting some kind of mascara, maybe even eyeliner, and then, like, everybody around me would be so pissed with me because... It would take me, like, an hour at least to get out of the house or, like, to go anywhere. Even if it was just to go get food and then come back home, like, I would just be such a pain in the ass with that. And so I'm, like, now just trying to show up authentically in the world and I'm I'm maybe scared of rejection. I don't know. I know I don't need to take it personally, but, like, I'm working on it. This whole being drawn to people, I think, is... I don't know. It has to say something, right? Is it about me or it, does it say something about me or, or is that about them? Being drawn to specific people. What is the person you're drawn to, like? The thing is, I don't really know myself, but I do, if that makes sense. Like, there's so much more I feel like I could learn about this person. And they do intrigue me, and I feel like there's a lot that we really relate on. But I don't know if there's this whole other, like, history of ideas that they have already learned about me that would deter them from wanting to be my friend if I tried to put in the effort. And how rejected I'd feel. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think you have anything to lose. Because I've met some of the best friends I've ever known through people who could have given off a questionable perception to that person before I met them. It just doesn't even matter. Okay, here are the options. You either don't get to know them because you're afraid of the perception they have of you, and that's the perception they have of you forever. Under the assumption that you're even right about the perception they have of you. Don't make me even get into this. Or you could just, like, talk to them and let them get to know the real you. I mean, literally the only medicine for untrue perceptions of who we are is to show up authentically in every moment that follows. And also, it doesn't take anything away from you for people to think that you're a certain way. Some people, you are the best version of a human being. And to other people, you might be the worst version of a human being. But that's duality. Like, no one was... It wasn't ever going to be everyone thinks you're the best all the time. Like, only good reviews. Like, Lisa, 10 out of 10. She was the best. Like, everybody always has that to say. Like, someone... And also, half the time that anyone has negative feelings towards us, it's because they had positive feelings that were hurt. 
It's not because they always had negative feelings. Like, none of the people who talk about you in their free time, if they even do, who knows? This is all speculation. But hypothetically speaking, when people just talk about you, it's because at some point they once cared deeply enough to continue to care about you even if they don't like you. And all that turns into is having these conversations about other people with people they don't even know, not around, you know? It's kind of like being afraid that because someone was so attached to you that it turns negative for them, you don't want to go out and meet new people. And I think I have had a lot of, like, really sour relationships. Like, not just, like, friendships, but just, like, how things have turned out. I guess, let me start over. I have had a lot of sour friendships, like, that just went wrong. And I don't know if at, like, that time maybe it was my fault or not my fault. And I don't really know if that matters or not now. But, like, I think it just makes it hard for me to want to, like, make new friends and put in all that effort knowing that, like, they won't stick around and they could talk shit about me. I know that's, like, the risk, I guess, of friendship. But, like, am I willing to take that risk is what I'm, like, questioning now, maybe. Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather time travel and get stuck in the past or time travel and get stuck in the future? Hmm. The past. I'd go back in the past and then I'd just do a bunch of stuff over. And then the future would be changed. Whereas if I went to the future, then I would just be changing things and still have a bunch of shit that I wish I could have. Maybe? I would change something. See, I feel differently. Really? I don't want to go to the past. I would be pissed. Are you kidding me? Some dude walks up to me and says something misogynistic. I'd be like, I will, f- I will beat your ass right now. I'm a 2020 girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the future, bitch. <laughs> I will kill you. Oh my god. Um, or homophobic or something. No, I wouldn't last a day in the past. I'd be so angry. I mean, it feels like that now. Like it feels like it already. But you can get into a fight with someone now. Like I fight them back then. What do you mean? I'd kick their ass just as hard, if not harder. I know, but it would be more frequent. Like, now pe- at least pe- now people are like, oh, I can't say anything, there's no free speech in this country. But before, they'd just say it. They would just say what... Then I would just be in more fights. Why would you go back and fight more people? <laughs> like- I guess for me, the past didn't really... I know that it's, it is alive and well, all the obias and icks that, that I could encounter. But, like... I feel like I could encounter all that shit today, and I just, like, choose to not be in those spaces. And if I gotta fight somebody, I gotta fight somebody in that space, and maybe it would be more then, but maybe me fighting so many people would get more people to stop thinking that way, acting that way, maybe. I don't know why my I think my fists will solve that problem, but, like... If you fight enough people for the same thing, they might all realize, like, hey, if we keep saying that, we might all all get keep getting our ass kicked. How does every situation end up with you being a civilian superhero? Why do you always end up as a superhero <laughs> that wants to kick everyone's ass in every scenario? I honestly felt like I was put on this planet to, like, save the world. And I'm just, like, it's a lot of pressure. I know that I'm not supposed to, you know, maybe by myself or whatever. But I definitely feel this, like urge to fix the world and like if i can't do it with words it has to be with fists i don't know see i think this is something about like superhero movies are always so violent like the hero always kills people on the way to saving the world 
So I think that maybe that has something to do with why that's ingrained in your brain. But, like, I feel like saving the world could just be, like, living your best life and chilling. And, like, helping other people learn how to do that, too. But I feel like you just want to fight people. I don't know why, like, saving the world means, like, this huge, abrupt change and, like, demolition of everything we know in order to, like, create space for something new. I feel that way. I would get stuck in the future so I could hang out with my future self. But you can't. You would just be you. No, you, because you time travel. And I could hang out with past me or future me? I Again, past me. I would take care of her so, so good. She'd be fine. And then I wouldn't be in this position. I would go to the future and hang out with my kids. Or my grandkids. Or just see what happened. Like, if I had no choice, I had to time travel and be stuck there. Maybe I'd just go see what happens. Like, I'm the kind of person who'd rather skip a few chapters ahead than reread. I have to reread everything. I reread everything just because I want to make sure I didn't miss anything and get the full context. And I do also jump ahead if everything I reread makes sense. How are the answers to this question so off topic from the question? (laughs) What was the question? I don't even remember. No, wait, I do, I do. It was the time travel, but now you think of a would you rather. Oh, man. You can do it. And I hate being put on the spot. Would you rather live the rest of your life in space or underwater? Do you have, like, the proper facilities needed to, like, have a good time? Or you're just there? You are just there. You get, like, a hazmat suit to float in. Are you kidding me? Either you are floating in space or you're floating in the deep blue ocean. Well, then take me to space because... Because there's no one there to bother you, oh, at least. Oh, my God, the, the things you would see in the ocean. Yours and... Um, yeah, take me out quicker. Because if I was in the ocean, I'd want to die. I think I read in an article that there's about minimum 10, 10 floating dead bodies out in space right now. Like, minimum. So and I'll be one point, of them. At any point, they could bump into you while you're floating out there. But how many are in the ocean? You would, you would find a pile yeah. of dead bodies in the ocean, and that wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just, like, the animals and yeah. the... And you could survive longer. Like, in both situations, I'm going to want to die. So whichever <laughs> one takes me out faster is yeah. preferred. Great question, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, which, which one will kill me faster? I think I'd also choose space. Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to go for the ocean there. You are a little defensive. You were like, okay, look, there are pals in there. <laughs> there are good friends. It's a lot, I think it's a lot more dangerous, in my opinion, down there. It's, like, pretty, but it's also really scary, and at yeah. least from out there, like, that's just I think it. if I'm alone, I want to... Because you'll never see another person again in the ocean. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life, I'd like to at least be able to look at everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, there they are. They're my friends. Wish I could talk to them right now. <laughs> Tell them what it's like to be up here. You would lose your damn mind. You would go crazy. I don't want to go crazy with fishes. A dolphin would come up and, like, talk to you in perfect English. And you'd just be like, all right, this works. Okay, you know, you're leaning me towards ocean a little bit. I feel like (laughs) if you could have, like, a podcast with a dolphin, I'd be down. Would you rather have to live your dad's life from start to end or your mom's life from start to end? (laughs) A little bit of therapy mindfuck for you. Oh my god. Um, I would pick my mom's, I think. I don't know. That man has a lot of sidereal Scorpio and Sagittarius energy going on. That seems a little bit much for me. 
Oh, I'm definitely picking my mom's. It's just like, I would say that both are very intense forms of their respective trauma. In both of their lives, their trauma went hard. It went to the fullest extent. I just would rather choose my mom's trauma. I feel more comfortable with that one. Either way, I'm going to be fucked in the head, but I choose my mom's. No offense to my parents. If you're listening to this, you did such a good job. Thank you so much. But uh, yeah, mom's trauma is way easier for me to swallow. Now, would you rather live surrounded by only animals or surrounded only by people? You either get the chance to kind of like connect with other people or you get a chance to really find solitude and like kind of be in touch with more nature. What do you think? Off the top of my head, I have to say animals. Because it's like, they get it. They get it. For real. But at the same time, who's going to laugh at my jokes? And I think that would drive me insane. I would lose my mind with there with the animals. And be like, hey guys, I'm going to do my stand-up set today. And they'd be like, oh Jesus, fuck, <laughs> she's losing it. We, we don't even know what she's saying. <laughs> In, in terms of sanity, I'd have to go with people, but my heart would prefer to be around animals. I mean, are there, like, shitty people, or is it like, cool people? Like, I mean, it's just all types? They're all different. I mean, everybody's kind of everything. I mean, I feel like we have to go out of our way to see animals right now. I know. So we're kind of, like, in, in that way. situation. Yeah. Would you rather wake up in the beginning of your last romantic relationship like that's where your life starts from there or would you rather find out who you end up with in the end whoa so basically like a past or future kind of deal but with relationships i think i still have to go with the past i know i know that's so like unfortunate for all of us but I mean, I, yeah, I think I would go with the past just because that kind of would give me a chance to start over. And by the time I find the person that I am supposed to end up with, I will relearn the lessons that I needed to learn and be good. Yeah, I mean, I want to say future, but I feel like if I knew, I would be so obsessed with making sure it worked. Like, just you know so like like i would just be like stressed out i guess mm-hmm. because i'm like oh my god I, I even though they're like this is who you're gonna end up with no matter what like I'm you like, don't I'm gotta do anything it. yeah no like i will it. find a way to fuck this up like i'm gonna butterfly effect without time traveling yeah. yeah i mean i guess i'd rather go to the past and like maybe do it a little better like i think the thought of time traveling to the past or having to relive any portion of my life is so annoying to me mm-hmm. I hate the thought of that. Like, having to go back and do it again, even if I knew what I knew now, just, it sounds so exhausting. I mean, would I even be, would I even go back and, like, do what I needed to do just because I knew I needed to do it? I feel like I just have the information about what the future could look like. I think there are a few things i do differently. I think right now there's even moments that as something's happening, I'll be like, no, actually, I changed my mind about that because future me literally just told me that it doesn't work out in my favor. Like, it's like an unconscious, like, download where if something's happening, like, and I need to, like, make a decision, I will know that there's one that I should not make and cannot make because it's going to end up exactly like this. And I, like, see it in, like, a That's So Raven vision. Just in the back of my mind, I see it, and then I'm like, and I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to try this one and just, like, see how that goes because I don't know the answer of that one. But also when it comes to, like, redoing, if, if I had the chance to, like, redo a lot of things, I think I would. Because if I know what I know now, I'd go back and be like, okay, 
this definitely feels like an aha moment that I'm supposed to do this different and I would you know and then I think the the butterfly effect from that would be would take me to the place that I maybe even still this same moment maybe I don't know but I feel like it would take me to this place of like being more at peace with my decision if that makes sense oh it makes sense okay. I just don't agree okay <laughs> see here's the thing for me if I went back and fixed everything and did everything perfectly I would just be the biggest douchebag in the world right now like are you kidding me an Aquarius sun and an Aries moon, I'd be the biggest douche. I'd be like, oh, I've never, ever done anything wrong. I've never hurt anyone or done anything wrong. Like, I need to be humbled. And life has humbled me the most perfect amount. I feel perfectly seasoned in the amount of embarrassing things I have done in my life. And if I tried to fix them, I'd just be the worst person ever. I feel like I didn't really, like, learn a lesson. I just, like, now feel a bunch of shame and embarrassment and guilt and negative emotions about the past because I just like don't know how to really accept it because what I know now if I had done it differently which I know that's like the lesson because now if I ever am in that situation I would do it differently and then I wouldn't feel that this way and that way but at this point I'm like right in this middle ground where there's so much I wish I could have changed or redone and I know there's a lot of things that I will have to do but me not making friends I'm not experiencing anything I'm not like learning anything really except for just like my relationship and work that's like really what my life is now it feels like you canceled yourself yeah like you were like no one should hear what I have to say yeah why did you cancel yourself like no one else did that's so weird I and it's funny because earlier when we were taking a walk and I had this thought about like when we were talking about friendships I even said something like I would hate to be perceived as canceled and so I just like immediately canceled myself maybe like that was like a thought in the back of my mind and I just like we did of course we just keep like talking and thinking and so I just like completely forgot about it until just this moment I mean I'm trying to like uncancel me right now that's why I'm like trying to figure out what I like and don't like but I feel like if it's not lining up with like friends that I don't even have yet how will I like be good enough for my friends you know future friends it's more about an acceptance of like as I am but I'm just like I don't know if I'm there yet (laughs) um I'm feeling that everything that I do is wrong and can be unlikable and maybe it is to some people but I'm not like at this point of accepting that if it is unlikable by majority that it should like still be valuable but i'm like not at okay here's my question yeah what about you is unlikable give us give us an example so that we might be able to confirm or deny your fear why i really don't even know i just feel like in these last few months my perception of myself is just like this really unstable insane person who makes no sense and like i don't know if that's like how maybe some people are making me feel or if that's just how I feel about myself and now other people like see me as that I think me being vulnerable is maybe too vulnerable for some people and I think if I am any levels of vulnerable it's like immediately like unacceptable first things first I don't want to be friends with a stable person god no (laughs) god no do you know how irritating it is to talk to someone who has just like peace of mind or has it all figured out first of all i don't know anybody like that (laughs) really i feel like you are that to me 
you seem like somebody who's very like peace of mind and like yeah we're always gonna have like our shit going on but i don't know why other people are more acceptable than me i mean i've done some unacceptable shit and i don't think you think about that also another thing is like when you go into a depression phase and you are i mean i think the best way to describe it in your case is i feel like you see as your cringe era you're just like, why was I like that? It's just like, no one actually saw you though. Like you were literally hermiting yourself on the world because you were afraid of people perceiving you and they didn't perceive you. I feel like there's this like counterintuitive thinking where it's like, you don't want anyone to perceive you, but at the same time, how are they perceiving not perceiving you? It's like, they're not, they can't. It is a problem to deal with like when you disappear from people's lives. Cause like, you don't want to do that. You want to be like a consistent, reliable person or at least communicate when a connection is not going to go a certain way but when the communication is there and you're just hermiting for the sake of yourself i mean no one's perceiving you when i started hermiting though i think as i was like learning a lot about like this compassion and like self-growth and stuff like these things that i want to apply to the world so i can like show up as a better you know person and employee and family and you know sister and friend and etc like i started turning all of like these maybe like unconscious subconscious judgments that i normally have as a virgo son like i feel like i can be kind of judgmental about a lot of things because i don't know that there wasn't that there is another way that's like or that all truth can you know all versions can be still right and acceptable and so I started putting these like lessons out like not judging other people not lessons what is it i started just like not projecting a lot of my shit but it all went inward if that makes sense like i stopped critiquing other people and being like oh she looks amazing i wish i could look like that if i you know but then i'm at home like i would never step out like that because people are gonna look at me like this it's just like such this harsh judgment and inner critic of myself that stops me from wanting to be authentic and vulnerable that's like all i want to be you know so i feel like i'm going back and forth with myself all the time number one when you go out are you constantly looking at and judging the people around you no i think i'm like actively trying not to i'm working so hard to like not look at any other humans so that i don't form any assumptions or judgments about them because if um, as soon as i see somebody like acting a certain way in public i'm like "Mm, must have been that childhood trauma must have you know like i start assuming these like issues to them as to like explain their reasoning which we've talked about before like i start giving people background stories when that's like not necessary you know but then i've come up with a million background stories of them perceiving me and like a million versions of how i look when i'm out and i just like don't want to be any of them i want to be a i don't know i want to be outside but if i haven't perceived it any way i've already guessed that i perceived i don't want to do it you know and it's all just like an assumption in my brain that sounds exhausting it is. dude that made me tired just thinking about it it's like every day like it's why i don't want to go outside here's another thing though that i've noticed in myself I was very, like, closed off. I gave off body language of, like, don't talk to me, don't fuck with me. Recently, I've been trying to give off a very, like, happy attitude. Because if we march around grumpy all the time, that's not going to save us from getting, like, robbed or attacked or whatever, or, or, like, judged. Whatever our fears are, they're not going to be solved by us being closed off in the world. I'd rather, like, be a happy-go-lucky, like, always a smile on my face whenever I see someone else, and then, like, that's how I get beat up than, like, 
be like all grumpy and still like you know go out into the world assuming everyone's against me and then still have to go through those bad experiences i i don't i want to find the best way to put this and how i can like kind of describe this without describing a mental illness if that makes sense no one's here to diagnose okay cool well, I'm a hypochondriac, so I will diagnose myself something if it just, like, sounds too alike something. But basically, I feel like my base level is that person. Like, just peace of mind, pretty chill, very open, very welcoming. Like, the person that I, when I hear these compliments, like when Jenny complimented me that once upon a time, these are, like, compliments that, like, sink into my soul, and I want to radiate that. And then there's, like, other people living in my brain who are just pains in my asses and they talk so fucking much that I can't be that base-level person because there's just too much chitter-chatter of, like, the inner critic and, like, it's, like, this voice of, like, my mom who's maybe best friends with this inner critic and there's also, like, my therapist has tried to tell me to, like, assign these, like, personas to these people and it's just, like, they are all me, you know? I can't, like, they're not, like, any other characters... And it's similar to, like, the movie um, Inside Out, I think it is, with the, the kids' movie with them, like, sitting in the brain, and it's just the feelings, and they, like, hit the button, and they feel that way. Like, my brain feels like that. Like But I don't have a joy to, like, control all of it, to, like, keep them in order. So immediately when there's, like, a feeling of, like, angst or irritation, they run over, slam that button, and then just like, keep slamming the button, and joy is, like, locked up in the back room. And I don't know if that's, like, me giving powers to different emotions or psychologically I should just be, like, on medication or whatever. But I just, like, I don't want to feel like I... I feel like in my brain, as a Virgo son, I can fix my brain. It's, like, literally the only thing that's got me here. So, like, what am I... You know, I should fix it myself. I don't know. Thoughts? I don't think there's any reason to diagnose because you're obviously depressed. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, sometimes it's not about like, where is joy? Is joy locked up? Is joy inaccessible to me? But how do I define joy? What is joy for me? It's not feeling other emotions. It's my concept. That is not joy. <laughs> not feeling emotions. That's getting high. <laughs> I am at most peace when I don't have to, when I can just analyze them, when I can just, like, see them. I think you're saying, like, at peace. Like, you're at such a stable, meditative state that you can see the emotions and they are not a part of you. You're just witnessing them. Yeah. And, like, I could feel them. They can run through me. I know it takes, like, 90 seconds for you to feel a feeling scientifically but it's like in that 90 seconds i'm like so overwhelmed with whatever that feeling that comes up that it lasts longer than 90 seconds and then it's like 72 hours that i feel this certain way because i okay so i just like quick little conversation with your head with yourself in there she just she just like wrote on a math board in her brain and just solved the equation (laughs) we don't have to talk about this anymore me being dislikable feels like me being not sane is dislikable and not that other people who are not losing their like if they're losing their shit that they're unlikable it like literally only applies to me all the pressures and expectations and things that i don't put on society or anybody else do fall on me does that make sense so here's my mental health tip Mm -hmm. you can separate yourself from the thought of the emotion by acting like someone just like 
came into your apartment and, like, ran around you. Like, the thought happens and you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, you just look around and you're, like, looking for it. And you're like, oh, my God, what was that? And then it's, like, it's not a part of you. It's just, like, this thing that flew through. Imagine it's, like, a bird, like, went in through your window and, like, ran around, flew, flew around your head and then back out the door. You know? I will attempt that visual comes. It's really hard for me to remember that that's what I need to do. The first thing I do is take a deep breath. As soon as my heart starts beating a little too fast, I'm like, what are we doing here? And then I remind myself, if it's not happening right now, I don't care. Like, truly, truly. Anything that's ever happened to me or ever will happen to me if it's not happening right now. Right now. <laughs> if that shit's not happening right now, I don't give a fuck. No, but really, like, if it's not something I'm dealing with in the present moment, then it's not my responsibility to be anxious all the time. What? There's a balloon. There's a balloon. Just, like, look at the cloud or thing. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Nice. Dude, that's a good visual. Right now, we are watching a balloon float away. Like, it must have just been, like, oh, a couple miles from here. And it is just going into the sky. Damn, I really relate to that on, like, a deep metaphysical level. Literally. I have so many dreams where I'm flying and then I start to fall like I can't make my, I can okay so in my dreams I start to fly by running as fast as I can and then jumping and then I'll fall a little bit because gravity but then I'll like get the hang of it I have to like swim to get up but then once I'm up there I can go wherever I want the worst part though is that like sometimes in the middle of flying I will lose the control. I don't know what it is, because it's definitely lucid dreaming. So maybe, like, I'm conscious, but, like, when I wake up a little too much, mm. Peaches likes to, like, knock things off my dresser when I'm sleeping. So, like, Peaches will knock something over, and I'll be like, shit, like, lose control of my flying and fall to the ground. Yeah. But, like, that's the scariest thing to me, and that's what I was thinking about looking at that balloon is, like, I love to fly, but I hate that feeling of falling. And I think that's what it kind of is in life, you know? To get to the point where you could fall as far as you did into isolation you had to get to a really high level of intimacy and socialization with the people in your life so i guess just think about it as like a resurrection it's not like you lost those skills or you don't know how to do that but you're just a new version of yourself and you're now reapplying what you've already practiced i definitely love that metaphor like that I fell into this like really deep deep hole of like isolation depression etc and instead of climbing back up the way that I fell I'm like digging myself a new route out and that's what's so hard is like I run into brick walls or whatever that are like underground or there's just like a lot of obstacles and so just trying to get out is really the hard part and I'm doing a good job I know it but like it's just all still so dark in here if that makes sense metaphorically speaking i feel like there really is never anything stopping us from taking the first step to anything we want to accomplish it, there is the initiating part is like the hardest part like i've been talking about it all day i just don't know how to like get that that will look here's the thing if you want to do something but you don't feel the motivation to do it it's because the reason you want to do it is not aligned with what will grant you motivation for that there is something blocking you and your perception of making friendships that is making it so you're unmotivated to go find them. Until you solve and really truly desire that, you're not going to manifest it or be motivated to go get it, you know? Yeah. 
Like, I've been telling people for years, oh, I'm going to go back to college, oh, I'm going to go back to college. So far, I haven't found the reason that would really inspire me and motivate me to get a degree. Anyway, guys, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you were taking notes, because I'm pretty sure there were some lessons in there that were really valuable. I just don't know where they were, but they were there. I just believe. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for you. I, I, I'm a... I'm, I'm, You know, I'm at a loss for words about how much I am grateful for you. So I will see you in the next episode if you want. Like, if you feel like you liked it and you want to hang out again sometime, that'd be cool. Anyways, see you later and I love you. Bye.